Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Mills, call sign Goose. I'm Ryan, call sign Quack Baker. Matt Habarger, call sign Angus. Awesome. So we are recording today, first ever uh, recording down here in North Carolina. Brought the podcast studio with us to Quack's house. And um, man, what a great morning it's been. Uh, one year's? Yeah. One year and one day. One year, one day. Yeah. One year, one day. All right. Tell us about this morning from you guys' perspective. So first off, you know, being the first all tribes in North Carolina, you know, there was a little, there was some nervousness there as far as like how many guys are really going to show up. And um, just to see the guys pour in and each one of them came up and were like, hey, Quack, what can we do? What, how can we help? And, um, you know, 30 minutes before we were, we were bumping 50 people already there. And, you know, it just shows how much dedication um, that these guys have to what we're doing. And it's just, it's empowering. It's motivating to see that. And then, um, and you know, we finish it up to anywhere between 75 and 80. We really don't know that hard hard number yet, but um, you know, it, it blew, it blew my mind you know, exceeded expectations for sure. That's exactly what I was going to say. I knew it was going to be a good turnout, but it far exceeded the expectations. Yeah. I think what you counted like 78. Yeah. I can't, I counted 78, 78 guys. We'll go with that. You counted 78, There's 78 better. there. Okay. 78. <laughs> there we go. So 366 days ago, right. Um, there were no tribes in North Carolina first one met and today there's eight eight tribes in north carolina that meet weekly we've got another two in the works um that are getting ready to start and today was the first north carolina all tribes and like you said man it was just powerful one of the things that i took away was seeing like you described quite like all the men there working and setting it up before it started speaks to like how how involved everybody is in it right like men's alliance is not something you go to men's alliance is something that you're in right and i think that was just felt this morning 30 minutes before it started there are 50 men there that's awesome that's cool the energy just keeps motivating you it's just like got this momentum that's what i feel yeah, I had my alarm set for 5.30. I was up at 4.45. I was ready to go. <laughs> it didn't even start till 8. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I, mine was the same way. You know, I woke up 15 minutes before the alarm went off and got dressed and was like, okay, I'm ready to rock. And, um, You know, I, I think back to, to a year ago in a day and the <clears> – <throat> when Lucia first launched, it was kind of the same feeling that I had today as far as like how many people are going to show up. And, you know, I didn't know if we were going to have two 
show up, you know, and when we launched, we had 45. And I think that that is a testament on how when a church embraces Men's Alliance and allows the men that want to bring it there share um, like what Men's Alliance is all about, um, it, it, it'll take off. And our church at Real Life Church um, allowed us to do that very thing. You know, we had some stage time. We had videos shown. Um, we were able to pass out flyers, things like that. And, um, you know, when we had 45 men show up the very first time, I was like, we weren't prepared for that. You know, we had, <laughs> we had 10 stations set up and we had partners of two. Yeah. So, so that only counts for 20 people. Yeah. So we had 25 other dudes like in this circle, just doing like calisthenics and like just making, all right, somebody let's do push-ups. So <laughs> they started doing push-ups and then we just peel off two people yeah. and do it. And that was a great problem to have. It was a great problem. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you hundred percent. The pastoral support the church gave us free reign to do it, how we felt needed. And it was a success. Yeah, your your pastor at Real Life Church is so incredibly supportive. And then this morning at Catawba Heights was just incredibly supportive um, as well. And you're right. That's one of the that's one of the things that makes um, you know, separates like some of our tribes that just explode onto the scene versus some of our tribes that grow real slowly from from the first time they meet, there's like four, five, six, and they're at a guy's house. And they're waiting for a couple months to get the to get the green light from the church, right? We have a lot of tribes that launch like that, versus ones where we've got some where we've got pastors wearing our shirts and flags and tires on the stage, right? So you, we we've kind of seen all those different ones. Um, what's cool is, can you think of any other men's ministry events? where you're getting up at four in the morning on a Saturday, excited to go. <laughs> Not every time. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pretty cool, pretty cool aspect. So that was this morning. First North Carolina, all tribes, one year anniversary, 78 men out there. Um, and I'm going to tell you that workout was epic. One of our, one of our really popular podcasts is the one, um, I think we named it ruthless pursuit of truth something like that. It's with Rudy, Rick Azell, and he's talking about his walk through being a Mormon and a Jehovah's witness and that relentless pursuit of truth uh, that he was on. That's become one of our most popular podcasts. And he says this, this, his, this line in there from part of his story that I love. He said, first time he came to a men's Alliance, he was thinking to himself, he would come do the Christian workout with us. And then afterwards he would go, <laughs> go to the the gym and get in his real workout oh wow yeah and he came to it and it just just crushed him and he went home and he was like his, his wife was like so are you going to the gym to work out now and he was like no that that was all that was it like their workouts are legit yeah. and i loved hearing him say that and i thought it was so funny i'm gonna do their christian workout i'm telling you what this morning's workout by free man he brought it like two rounds into that thing I was gassed, realized how many more laps I had ahead of me. And I was like, all right, I need to throttle back so I can, I can survive this workout. Well, I love the zero rest workouts. I don't, you know, I might not make it hundred percent all the way through every one of them, but at least, you know, when you're done with that short 30 minute workout, you should be done. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, yeah. and we you, you talked you mentioned free, and I'm not going to go all the way into his story, but you know he is an example of of how someone that might be in in an isolated position, um, you know he he was disconnected, and um, his his mom actually reached out to me through Facebook and was like, hey, um, can you reach out to Josh or free? And I was like, absolutely, I will. And he has, he has showed up every, every Wednesday for sure, sometimes multiple times a week. And just to see like life explode within him. And when I say life, I mean Jesus. And, yeah. and, and having that band of brothers that, that he can do life with. And, you know, regardless of his past, you know, we don't look at each other that way. You know, we look at us as, as the same way Jesus does. We look, he looks at us as new creations and, you know, it, it, he's just one of, of so many stories um, that we can talk about for sure. Yeah. All right. So great morning back up. Let's back up to last year. Um, how did you guys even hear about men's Alliance? And how did, how did it get to be here in North Carolina? Walk us through that. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll start this you, one up. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, I'll give a little bit of my story here. So I was saved at 14 and um, came back from church camp and walked through the door. And then that night, uh, my parents got into an argument and basically separated that night and then ended up getting divorced. Um, I had felt a calling to ministry at that age, um, but it wasn't what Ryan wanted to do. So for basically 20 years of my life, I, I served myself. Um, and when I say that, you know, I served myself through what made me feel good about myself. And then in addition to that, um, you know, I felt like I would be successful if, if I was successful in my career. Um, you know, how many friends that I had, things like that. And, you know, rea in reality, I, I didn't have anything, you know, it was, it was just an empty shell. So at age 30, I must say about 32, um, God just started speaking to me and I just realized that I needed to change my ways. And, um, I just remember one night at the fire station, um, I got on my knees and I was like, God, I, I need you in my life because, you know, I'm an, I'm not who I'm, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. There's more, more mm. to this than just, you know, the world. And so that, that started a change in myself. Um, my wife and I, we had a daughter, Peyton, still, she's still here too, obviously. But um, um, I just knew that I needed to be a good dad. I need to be able to get her in church, have her grow up as well. So we found Real Life Church. Um, fast forward a little bit. Um, I felt another calling to ministry. I gave my life back to Christ. Got baptized for the first time at age 34. And then after that, um, I just, I was searching for what God wanted me to do and was able to serve through teaching financial peace university, um, going to, um, three mission trips to Haiti and served three years or seven years in youth ministry, 11th and 12th grade boys or young men, I should say. And God just, he, he was, I knew where I was, I was being effective and, but God just put it on my heart that I needed to do something more. And I didn't know if that was men's ministry or couples ministry. Um, but um, one day I was uh, sitting out behind the house here 
uh, actually cutting wood and I was listening to a Jay Warner Wallace podcast on Spotify and uh, the men's Alliance podcast popped up. So by trade, I'm a fireman and the men's Alliance patch is reminiscent of a, of a, of a firefighter's patch. So um, I clicked on it, listened to my first, um, my first podcast. And I was like, this sounds pretty cool. And so listened to about 10 or 15 podcasts in a row. And I was like, you know what? We need one of these at our church. So uh, call the pastor up. I, can you can you remember what the first podcast was that you heard? Is it high terrain? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Is that, that was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. It's yeah, high terrain. That was that was the first one that I listened to. And believe it or not, you can go back in time and ask Spotify, and they will tell you which podcast you listen to and what time you listen to them. So and you can go back and listen to high terrain. That was yes. and that was before we had these these nice mics. Yeah, too. I was recording that one. Um, on just a USB mic in my laptop in my house. One of my favorite podcasts. Though. Awesome. That's so cool to hear. You never know. You never know what's going to resonate with people. Yeah. So and you were listening to that podcast while you were out here in your woods, uh, yeah. splitting yep. wood, cutting wood. And for whatever reason, I was cutting wood on my daughter's birthday. So February 2nd, um, 2021, I think it was, um, that I listened to it and or 2022. Either yeah. way, either way, I was uh, yeah twenty two last year. Yeah, so take it to our our pastor, and he was quick to say, you know, have you ever heard of F three? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've heard of F three. He said, well, we've got several guys at our church that participate in that. What What do you think about it? I was like, I don't know anything about it. So um, I said, I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. So I went to F three, and you know, their faith, uh, family, and fitness. Um, but that faith is not faith in Jesus. It's just a faith in something, you know? Um, so I went to their website and looked specifically for one word, Jesus, and it's not there. So I was quick. I was quick to, to go back and say, I looked at F3 men's alliances who I want to partner us with. And he was like, okay. He said, I totally get it. You know, because we believe in Jesus, we, a, a virgin birth died on the cross, raised from, raised from the grave in three days. And, you know, um, so that, that was the appeal. And, you know, I, I used to lead an F3 group when I lived down in Georgia. Um, so that was part of my background story too. And, and I, I like it. I've got some great friends that are in F3. Um, for sure. There's a ton of Christian men who are in F3, but as an organization, F3 itself is not a Christian organization. And they'll, they'll tell you that, right. Um, I believe that their director currently is a Mormon as well. So uh, they've definitely parted. And as I was leading it, I felt that, you know, they they have three F's, right? But they're really heavy on the fitness one, right? It's a 60-minute workout and then a one-minute prayer to a higher power. Right. Right. And I I was feeling like, you know what, man, let's, we need something that's a 50-50, right? 50% 50% fitness, 50% faith, right? And actually create a true band of brothers because you don't really get to know anybody on a deep level at F3. You can work out with a guy for a long time and all you know about him is his call sign, right? And his name maybe. So that's neat how your pastor pointed you towards that and you checked it out because 
you discovered quickly by just looking at their website, what I discovered from leading it for many months was this is not about Jesus, right? Faith in, you know, it's not about how much faith you have. It's about what it's in, right? It doesn't matter how much faith a person has. And this is what Jesus is telling his disciples, right? You have faith the size of a mustard seed. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's who you're putting your faith in. So it doesn't matter how much faith a guy has. If he's putting it in the wrong thing. And if you don't know what you're putting it in and you're just saying it's just to a higher power, that's sad, right? You need to, you need to know who is the way, the truth, and the life. Sorry, I had to interrupt and share my F3 perspective. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I agree. <laughs> no, and, you know, so um, lo and behold, uh, there was a, a launch event, April 22nd of 2022 um, in Richmond or Midlothian, Virginia, mm -hmm. Swift Creek Prez. Uh, Angus and I attended and, you know, didn't really know what to expect. Get there, we do, you know, three three workouts, three devotions, and, you know, some some awesome food for sure. You know, yep. that's always a good thing. And, you know, I just knew right then and there in the the rawness of the discussion. And I think that's what is so unique when it comes to men's alliance. And, you know, we, we offer that opportunity for a man to be vulnerable. You know, for example, today at All Tribes, um, there was a guy that reached out to me at the fire station and was like, hey, hey, chief, can, is there any, you guys hiring part-time. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Put your application in. And just through Facebook, um, I use Facebook for two things to spread the word of Jesus. And then, you know, so my mom can see what's going on in the kids' lives and things mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, and, <clears throat> and, and by me doing that, it opened a, a door and an opportunity to share, you know, a little bit more of my faith. So the, the guy shows up today and this is his first exposure to men's Alliance in person. And after we finished the, the workout right before we went and ate breakfast, I, I noticed he was down by the fire by himself. So I walked down there and was like, hey, man, what's going on? He said, nothing. And I could tell there was something on his mind. And I was like, are you okay? And he said, I've needed something just like this. He said, you know, I used to be in the fire department and, you know, that brotherhood. And I told him, I said, yes, the fire department will provide that brotherhood for you but not on this level. It's so much deeper. You know, we don't, when someone says, you know, how are you doing? We don't just answer fine. You know, he, yeah. and you, you could see it in his eyes. I mean, his eyes were watering and, you know, he, he then basically said, you know, I'm coming back. And, and cause he's, he needs that. Every man needs someone mm -hmm. to walk through life with. Yeah. And one of the themes you were just talking about was going on, this morning in my conversation as well, I was talking with a guy this morning. Uh, his call sign is Bear Hog, which is like one of the coolest call signs I've ever heard of. Uh, and uh, and he was sharing, you know, his experience. Um, and and there was another guy at our table too. We had two guys sitting there. Uh, one had been in AA, one had been in NA. And we were just talking about how you get this level of realness and honesty about real struggles where people are not saying fine in an addiction recovery program. And, and I think to guys that have been through that and, and experienced that level of like what it's like to be in a room full of, full of guys who are being real and honest, like 
if you're ever in a, in a small group or a Sunday school group or whatever, it'll never satisfy you again because people aren't being real and honest. Exactly. Right. It's like once you've tasted of like real, which is one of the only places in this country where you will ever be in a room full of people who are being a hundred percent real is an addiction recovery group. Once you've, once you've tasted that, you know what real is like and nothing unreal will ever satisfy you. And that's where men's Alliance is. Right. And, and so I think we've got a lot of guys in men's Alliance who have been through recovery because when they go to a men's Alliance, they're like, okay, this is real. I know real. And this is it. Right. Do you remember what the first thing I said to you when Jarvis finished his devotion on what mask are you wearing at the training event? No. I said, this is the most real thing I have ever seen in my life or been a part of. Yep. I remember now. Yep. Yep. So, and still is. <laughs> how did you, how did you hear about men's life? So he's quacks chopping wood and here's the podcast. What, what's your so, story on it? Just to start with quack and I grew up together from playing rec ball. I think we may have even gone to daycare together that far back. And, uh, so we go our separate ways. He goes into the fire service. I go my separate ways. Um, I got married when I was 30 and then um, we ended up at the same church after moving away from our hometowns, 30 minutes away. And how, well, yeah, when did you start coming to real life? 13, I'm, I think it was 13 years ago. Yeah. So about the same time we did and we communicated here and there weren't really that close. Cause I was living a different life. I was, I don't think I was saved. I was, you know, on the fence. Mm-hmm. And so I went through some really hard struggles mid last year and I reached out to quack and told him what I was going through. And I mean, I was just open and honest with him. It was some, you know, pretty rough stuff for me myself. And about a week later he calls me and he said, I'm going up to Virginia for a training for a men's group. I want to bring back to the church. Do you want to go? And that was so far outside of my comfort zone. Wow. I couldn't find no to come out of my mouth. And so I basically just said yes and ended up at the training event, not knowing what I was coming to, had no idea I was going to be working out three times, (laughs) sitting through three devotions and, uh, so glad I did. Yeah. Man, I think God must've really put him on your heart. Yeah. For you to call him up and ask him if he wanted to go with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think maybe we we had even had a conversation. He was like, bring somebody with you. And um, a couple of people's names popped to mind. But I, I do remember a convers- that conversation that Angus was just talking about. And I was like, Angus. Or they weren't Angus at that time. But I was like, <laughs> Matt. You know, call, reach back out to Matt. And, and I did. And like you said, it was like almost immediate. He said, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that is awesome. I didn't ask any questions. You didn't even know what you were coming to. It could have been sitting around having a coffee. I know you were about to do 90 minutes of of working out. That was one of the best days I've had in years. That's awesome. I'm going to pass that on to Jarvis. Make sure he hears this. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's probably a big part. He led that devotion that day on being real. And I remember he used those masks. I was wearing so many masks before that. Yeah, talking about what mask are you wearing? And then we wound up throwing them in the fire. Yeah. And that was powerful. And um, yeah, and uh, just another example, just on that day, Baller was there. 
and and he and I were sitting side by side. And I, I don't remember exactly what I shared, but it was obviously something from the past. And um, he came up to me. He was like, he said, thank you for sharing what you did. And he just kind of just shared his entire story with me right there. And it was like, this is what this is supposed to be about, you know, because we're all broken people. We all, you know, unfortunately we carry baggage with us and, you know, um, and the devil likes to throw that in our face to remind us every single day. He's like, Hey, you remember what you did? You remember those things you did? And, you know, today at the all tribes, when Thumper's, um, a family member showed up and he was, he was sitting there and he was like, you know, he said, if you're focused on what's behind you, then you can't see where you're going. So mm-hmm. focus on the future, not the past. And I was like, that was spot on. It was great because at the launch event or the training event, I had the same kind of connection with Nolly. You know, we came together, but we ended up being completely separated the whole time, meeting new people, things like that. Nolly and I still communicate. We, uh, we talked to each other. We shared our histories together at the training event. I hadn't known him 15 minutes and I felt like I already had a brother. So that is cool how that happens. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a short break. We've heard about how these guys, we heard about where you guys are at now in North Carolina with an all tribes and, and how you guys heard about us and, and, and got started. We'll come back from this break. We'll talk a little bit about the impact that you guys have seen happening over these past 12 months. That's keeping you doing what you're doing. Hey, this is Dusty Shadow Parker. I just wanted to take a break here and tell y'all, help us reach more men. We cannot sharpen men into the husbands, fathers, and leaders that God designed us to be without your financial support. Your donations enable us to launch and sustain tribes at more churches and reach more men with the gospel of Christ. Men's Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit so your financial support is tax deductible. Go to mensalliancetribe.com slash support to join our team. Now go refill up your coffee and enjoy the rest of this podcast. I want you to do that again, Beth. <laughs> Which one? The slurping. Probably not. Mid-podcast, just random. Just enjoy some good old tribe coffee. Yes, sir. I am drinking tribe coffee, I'm, actually. I'm actually drinking tribe coffee as well. If I drank coffee right now, I'd be flying. <laughs> then why are you not drinking coffee? That sounds amazing. That's the best coffee ad ever. No, it'd be too much flying. You know why? If you drink tribe coffee, you'll fly. <laughs> Forget the Guys, Angus, Angus just left the building. He jumped out the window into the pool. All right, welcome back. Having great discussion here today in Quack's Kitchen with Quack and Angus talking about Men's Alliance in North Carolina. So we we talked about how you guys got started and and what today was like. Um, but over this past year, so think about this: like you guys have been leading in two different tribes weekly for a year, right? That's a lot of fires. That's a lot of workouts. That's a lot of gear. You guys have built benches. You've acquired tractor tires. You've got all the sledgehammers, the blocks. You've put up pull-up bars and dip bars. And there's there's a ton of effort that y'all have put into this. Why and what's sustained you, right? What's been your motivation? What's been your incentive to keep doing all the work you've been doing week in and week out 
for a year. I guess the most powerful motivator is to see the difference that this has made in, in the men's lives um, at Lucia Tribe. You know, we started with one. It was so impactful. We had to split. We had to start another, a second tribe. And then um, we got busy. I mean, it just more and more people came. So we launched a third tribe. And, you know, we're averaging 20 plus on all three of our tribes. And um, I know I said this in another podcast, you know, Jesus showed us what uh, a small group should look like. And that's 12. And I think when you get above that, then, you know, you get people that can sit on the sideline and just coast Mm -hmm. and and hide. And, you know, so to see men, you know, in, in just a year's time, how many men's lives have changed, their marriages have been saved. Um, you know, isolated men coming, you know, getting bold, emboldened in in their walk has has been you know super impactful to me. So, um, at a, um, a it's probably two months ago, we were sitting around the fire, and you know, um, I just felt led to ask a question at the end of tribe, and I said, guys, I said, I want you to bow your heads, and let's, and I want you to be honest. I said, no one's going to be looking around but me. And I want to, right now, if you died tonight, you left out of here and you died in a car accident, would you be in heaven? And, you know, so some guys, they about, they closed, everybody's eyes was closed. I was just looking around and there was about three hands that went up immediately. And I saw another guy hand kind of went up halfway. And I said, I'm being serious. This is, this is, we're talking about forever, not, not just tonight. This is for eternity. And then about that time, there were a couple other hands that popped up. I think there were six total that night. And um, I said, don't leave here tonight without talking to someone. Um, you know, I've, I know who you are, so I'm going to reach out to you, or you can reach out to me. And those conversations, you know, to, that's what makes us so much different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're real. You know, that's a, that's a, a, a important step. You know, if you don't know what's, what's going to happen when you leave this earth, cause you know, you're going to close your eyes one day and where you open your eyes the next time is forever. Yep. So, um, one of those conversations with, with one of the men, um, went down the line where, um, a couple of weeks before that he had jumped up on the tire to recite the creed. And he said, he said, quack, I've, I've been practicing this thing all day. I'm ready for it. And, um, I got up there and I just blanked out and, um, he said, I can't explain why other than the fact whenever you asked me, Hey, you can get down and try it again. He said, I knew, I knew that I wasn't ready yet. He said, I can't get up on that tire and recite the creed that we do if I'm not living my life that way. And that started him on a journey. You know, his biggest thing was, he said, I can come here and I can say the things I need to say and, you know, just to fit in and be a part of it. But when I go to work, I get on the back of a fire truck and, you know, I'm, I'm exposed to those things and, you know, what, what other guys say and, you know, the things that are coming out of my mouth, is they're, they're not godly, you know. Um, and today when I was talking to him, he said, you know, I kept looking at work and I don't, I don't have a leader there. And, you know, who's, who, who is my leader? And then he said, I'm at home. I don't have a leader there. And then he realized that the only way 
to do that is actually to jump into the scripture. And he said that um, he has literally been doing that for the last month Mm -hmm. and he has just been emboldened. And, you know, his, and today when we were talking, man, he, it was so cool, you know, cause firemen, we big bravado, you know, we don't, we don't cry, but his, his, his tears got up in his eyes and he was just like, he said, this is so awesome for me to be able to actually step up and lead. And, um, so, you know, just super proud of him. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It is so encouraging when you, when you hear feedback like that, right. And you realize what you're doing is changing lives. Like when you build a fire and you plan a workout and you get somebody to sign up to lead the devotion, like, man, you're, you're changing lives. What about, what about you, Angus? What's, uh, what's been keeping you going for this past year? So I think first off, I would say my personal gain was what got me going full speed. Once I started seeing the changes in me and my wife started mentioning the changes in me, um, like I mentioned before, I was kind of on the fence in the beginning. I was definitely not a men's group leader, but I stepped up. I did it anyway. I led my first devotion and I felt changes and that inspired me to continue on. And then I started hearing the guys talking. Uh, I would get four or five phone calls a day about some of the struggles they were going through. I think I actually reached out to Thor a couple of months in and told him, I said, man, you guys need to, uh, prepare us in the next launch, next launch training event for the struggles that we're going to hear about, because I definitely Mm. was not prepared for that. But, um, the growth that I've seen in the guys that were calling me, telling me about their struggles, making it through it by having accountability, uh, struggling with pornography, things like that, and able to reach out to someone like myself or quack or their wingman. And before they slipped, or after they slipped and knowing that someone was going to hold them accountable. Um, and then on top of that, like in our church, you used to sit in the seat, look around and watch all of the men walk in the door, walk straight to their seat. And they sat down, they waited for church to end. They left, they got in their car and they drove home. Now I get the church early so that I can go around and see my brothers. Mm-hmm. and tell them about how my week went, tell them what I struggled with, hear their stories of what they've struggled with, try to give them some encouragement, things like that. Um, and then on top of that, Quack and I have connected with a community of other men's groups. Mm-hmm. And we have been discussing ways to work together for men's outreach. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, your point about the church lobby, man, that's something I've seen so much is um men's alliance changes the dynamic of church lobbies right now the women the wives are trying to get their husbands to leave right they're like come on we've got to go right yeah, my wife just leaves me. Like, yeah, or they're just <laughs> leaving right because it's like we're all hanging out in the in the lobby because that's where all of our of our buddies are exactly one yeah. one uh one sunday at, um, after church my wife, Courtney, she said, um, she said, how many people are you going to talk to this Sunday? She's, oh, I've heard that yeah, so many times. Yeah, she's like, them. and she's like, my <laughs> guess is 10 and it ended up being like 12. So, but, and I, and that was the thing, you know, you, you go to a church, you know, for 10 years or 11 years at that time, when, you know, when we started in Alliance and, um, 
how many times you walk out and don't speak to anybody. And through Men's Alliance, I've realized there's been guys that have been going to the church longer than I have that I never met mm-hmm. until Men's Alliance came. Yeah. What about the guys? Tell me if you've heard this. Have you ever heard anybody say they didn't like a specific church because when they came in, nobody spoke to them? Oh, yeah. So now every man I see that I don't recognize, I strike up a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to them for a couple of minutes. And then I'll say, At church or at Men's Alliance? At church. Okay. And then I bring in Men's Alliance Mm -hmm. and have numerous guys who have only been to our church once or twice have showed up to Men's Alliance. Yeah. Um, that is just one key thing that I like to do because I don't want someone to be turned off by other people being too uncomfortable to talk to them. Yeah. I don't want it to be clickish. No. Right. Like all the men's Alliance guys huddled together talking in the church lobby. Right. Like see the guy who's not in men's Alliance and that's who I'm going to go talk to. Yeah. And you know, I'll share a quick story there. Um, you know, we, our videos, a lot of time, you know, you hear people say, well, that's intimidating. That's a workout group. Well, Mm -hmm. no, no, you know, the workout's the icebreaker. And those of us that are in men's Alliance, we know that, but from the outside looking in, it can, it can show that it can, that's the, maybe the image that could be shown, Mm -hmm. but, uh, there's a a gentleman at our church and, um, his, his call signs troll. And he used to be a power lifter when he was younger. And now, um, you know, through some health issues, he's got um, an amputated leg. Um, you know, I, I don't really know all of it, but there's a lot of things going on, like with yeah. with his heart and things like that. So, you know, he's not going to get up and go run mm-hmm. and do burpees and all these things. And uh, he came like two two tribes in a in a, row, in a row, like both Wednesdays, and then he disappeared. And then I reached out to him, said, Hey, Carol, we'd love for you to come back. And he said, well, I'll, I'll be back. But he didn't. And then one day, um, one Sunday, um, I was passing him and I said, Carol, or uh, yeah, at that time it was just Carol. He didn't have his call sign. I said, Where have you been? I said, Because we miss you. And he was like, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not the guy I used to be. I used to be able to, you know, used to be in super big shape. And he said, It's just, it's humbling. You know, there, I don't feel like I'm good enough to be there. And I said, you need to tell the devil to shut up because mm-hmm. that's all that is. That's a lie. I said, you are, I said, your story is impactful. And I said, you need to be with us. But I said, because when you're not, you're isolated. I said, you enjoyed coming, didn't you? He's like, absolutely. I loved it. And I said, then why stop? And, you know, we, we said, then we talked for a little bit longer and, you know, we prayed together in front of the church after, after church. And, um, I think that very next Wednesday he showed up and just about every Wednesday since he's been there and, you know, to have, um, him stand up there and get his call sign and, you know, to be part of a group. And what's really neat is like, you know, with Lucia, there's, I think there's 80 people or 80 Mm -hmm. men within our, that have graced the doors of us. Um, you know, there's so many different walks of life that we have. You got firemen, policemen, um, we've got a physical therapist. And he's actually worked with Troll to give him exercises that he can yeah. do while, you know, he's not going to get up and run, but he can be over there by the fire, you know, doing different exercises that, that's been shown to him. And, and if he wouldn't have come to be part of Men's Alliance or if that um, physical therapist couldn't, wouldn't come to be part of Men's Alliance. You know, the connections so. that are made are so, so cool. You know, we've, we've got um, a, a guy that used to go to Alpha Tribe moved overseas as a missionary now but um couldn't use his arms 
because he was paralyzed from uh, breaking his neck in a car accident. Right. And I think about that when guys make excuses and they're like, oh, I don't want to come. I can't come to men's alliance. I got a bad knee, got a bad shoulder. And you're like, oh, well, you know, we've had a guy come that, you know, he was paralyzed from the, from the waist up. I'm sure you can come. Right. Now you can say, we've got a guy, you know, with an amputated leg. You know, we've all got something. Right. Everybody's got an excuse. Right. But men's alliance is not like you were saying, it's not a workout group. Right. I don't frown upon the people saying that sounds like a workout group because physically you have to take care of yourself to be able to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. I know that is not our main point, but I think it is a great point. Um, you need to be able to, let's, if an emergency, you need to be able to rescue someone. If you can't rescue yourself for sure. Um, so I tell guys that when somebody tells you that looks like a workout group, well, you don't, yeah, you don't, Want to take care of your body? Yeah. <laughs> I want to, as much damage as I've done to mine, I want to be as good a shape as I can when I'm older. Heck yeah. And, and, and it's a killer workout. Oh, great. Yeah, right. It's not great. a workout group, but we're going hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hard as you want to. And, you know, just, just an example um, for me that just really kind of motivated me with Men's Alliance. And, you know, I'm surrounded by a good group of, of Christian men, brothers to, to be able to pour into me as well. Like if I need help, I've got a group of, you know, five or six guys that, that, that I can call and say, Hey, can you pray for me? Cause I'm struggling, you know? And, you know, um, we all need that. But, you know, the biggest part for me is like, I want to be the best husband that I possibly can be. And men's Alliance has pushed me to do that. Um, you know, by sharing my struggles as, as being a husband, you know, my shortfalls, my, my failures there, um, and knowing that I'm not alone because there's so many other men that struggle with the same things. Um, but in, in addition to that is, is being that father, you know, because, um, you know, I love my dad, you know, I miss him, but, um, you know, I, I, I see that his shortcomings that he had, and, you know, that's not something that I want. I want to be an example for my daughter and I want to be an example for my son and to see him, you know, he's only eight years old, but he can recite our creed in only two days, you know, and, um, I shared the story with a couple of people the other day at the gas station, the Holy spirit just led me to, to reach out to a guy that was on the other side pumping gas. And we struck up a conversation and my son gets out of the truck. I hear the door shut and he runs over there and he's like, Hey, how are you doing? My name's Grayson. And you know, he, he, um, I said, yeah, Grayson, I was just telling him about our motto. And he was like, travel rugged real. It's like, <laughs> absolutely dude. And, and then he was like, the next thing he said, you want to hear our creed? And the guy was like, sure, absolutely. <laughs> and then he, he just pipes it off yeah, without error. And I was just like, that's what this is about. Yeah. You know? Think about the change that's happening generationally, right? When we, as the, as the husbands and the fathers and we get our act together and we start living the way we know we should be, man, that has an impact that trickles down to our kids. I know that my boys are not the same men that they would have been if not for men's alliance, right? Like I can see like men's alliance being like a fork in the road moment in my life. And I know that if we had continued down a path without it, they would not be the men they are today. Right. And so it's like by us, by us dads getting ourselves right, you know, getting our lives straightened out and getting into men's alliance weekly, 
with a strong band of Christian brothers, we're literally changing the future for who our kids turn out to be. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is what's one, if you can think of a specific, uh, what's one of the most encouraging things you've heard from a, from a tribesman over this past year of MA in North Carolina? It's one of the most encouraging pieces of feedback that you've gotten. Um, I actually pulled into a gas station not long ago and it was not from the tribesman himself. A girl got out of a car beside me and she said, my name, she said, Matt Highbarger. I said, yeah, I looked at her and I recognized her. And, uh, she said, I want to thank you so much for what you guys are doing. You have helped this tribesman so much. He is a different person. His moods have changed. He struggles with depression. Um, it's giving him somewhere to go. He's got brothers. Um, so that was, it was great. That's so big. Yeah. To hear it from outside of yep. him, yep. to see that other people are seeing it in him. So, yeah. And I've had a guy come up to several, several guys have come up to us or to me. And one guy said that that men's Alliance has saved his marriage, saved, saved his life. Um, Another guy said that to me and, you know, it's powerful for the, for the fact that, you know, thinking about over this past year, you know, one man came to us, had basically zero relationship with, with Christ and he was recommended by a friend. He came to us, um, gave his life to Christ, baptized at our church for the first time. Um, and, you know, is, is still working on his marriage, you know, but he's not given up on it. And that's, that's, inspirational and another man just got baptized as well through men's you know with um, that comes to men's alliance and to to see at the church a, a group of men standing up there with their brother getting baptized like mm -hmm. 20 plus men with both of these guys and when he comes out of the water he comes down and he gets hugs high fives it's just it's so powerful the church is seeing it i mean they're mentioning it so um I think another thing I want to mention is, so my 13-year-old son, Cowboy, comes to the tribe. He's been coming since just after he turned 13. He's been really quiet. He doesn't feel like his input has any value among men. So I called him out the other night because I knew he was struggling with something. I mm -hmm. called him out around the fire. He told his story, and for 15 minutes, the guys gave him their input on his situation. And when he got back in the truck, he said, I never thought that anybody would really care about what I had to say. I said, that just goes to show you what this is about. Mm -hmm. It is not about us as individuals. It's us as a tribe. Man, that's huge. I think one of the, we, we can just sit here and think of so many times, you know, I was at a, a social event at uh, somebody's house and a, and a woman came up to me and said, you know, I just want to thank you. You've, you've completely uh, started something that's changed my husband and, and saved our marriage. Right. So like I can think of those moments where I've heard those comments from our, from our men and from their wives and, and, and um, kids, right. At our uh, six year anniversary party, um, a guy brought his college age daughter and she was so blown away seeing what her dad had been a part of 
right? She was like, I didn't know. I did not understand what my dad had been going to every week until this event tonight. I'm just blown away. And, and those, those kind of moments are so powerful when we get those. That's what encourages me to keep showing up every week, to keep, keep doing what we're doing. Right. You, You get those, when you get tired, when you get discouraged, God gives us these little glimpses of the fruit that it's bearing Right. And that just keeps us building the fires every week. Like I'm going to keep building the fire because it's, it's changing lives. Right. Um, one of, one of the ones that has been impactful to me, you talk about pastors, see it. Right. Um, I had a pastor tell me, he said, we do an annual conference here at our church. And, um, and part of that annual conference is we have all the women sit on one side of the, of the sanctuary and all the men sit on the other. Um, and he goes, this, he said, I've been doing this for seven years. And he goes, this was the first year that we've ever, that the church has ever seen more men on the men's side than the women's <laughs> side. He was like, it's never happened for seven years. There's always a full half over here with the women. And then there's a few men. And he goes, and this year when we split them up, it was like, there was actually more men. And at the church staff meeting, we were all blown away. And everybody was like, what, what caused this? And he goes, and we all know the answer. It's men's alliance. And getting that feedback from a pastor who's saying, it's men's alliance. Men's alliance is mobilizing the men in this church, in this community. They're they're getting off the sidelines. They're getting in the game. That was a big one for me, was hearing that. Yeah, and the um, just following that up too, you know, I think the the biggest motivation is how many men that I see at church not engaged, you know, and I say that worship time and they're, they're just standing there and they're just, they're taking it in. They may be nodding their head to the music, but they're not worshiping. And that just, that motivates me to the point. It's like, you need to go talk to this dude. You know, you need to get him involved because he's missing out on, on something in his life that can change his life. And, you know, men's Alliance, it's, you know, we're, we're an awesome thing but we're nothing without Jesus. Yeah. You ever, you ever, uh, not realize how thirsty you are till you start drinking some water. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so thirsty. I need water. And you just like pound the whole, the whole bottle. I feel like that's how men's Alliance is. Um, like men don't realize how much they need it. We don't realize how much we need a band of brothers, how much we need that hard workout that pushes us way out of our comfort zone, how much we need here in the sharing around the fire until we go one time. And then we're like, Oh my gosh, yeah. where has this been? Yeah. I didn't realize how much I needed this. If we wouldn't launch the tribe here, I'd probably be driving to Virginia every week after going to the training. <laughs> event. <laughs> it was great. Uh, you're right. You don't realize how much you need it until you've got it. I want to thank you goose. I want to thank you for Men's Alliance. I want to thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Yeah, man. You've got the podcast voice. By the way, we're going to have to <laughs> get face. you. To, <laughs> yeah, face looks amazing. We're going to get you to be on here all the time. Yeah. And um, I, I've, I've said this several times. You know, each of us has an opportunity to, to, to grow, and we also have an opportunity to reach others. So if you're listening to this podcast and – you know, you don't feel like you're good enough or that you can start a tribe somewhere. Let me be the first to tell you that you can. You just have to take that first step because 
Um, you know, just like how it's happened here in North Carolina and, you know, we're, we're spreading to uh, Texas and everywhere, you know, we're, we're exploding because men are hungry for something. And that something is Jesus, but it's also to, to, to belong to something. We need to belong to something. And men's Alliance is we're that conduit that points back to the father. That's absolutely right. And if you're listening to this, um, you know, what these guys, Quack and Angus, what they've done in North Carolina in these past 12 months, you can absolutely do in your state. Right? If you're listening to this, I want you to see like how this is not a complicated assignment. You build a fire. There's a 30-minute workout, a 30-minute devotion, and we're real. We don't pretend everything's fine. That's it. It's not. It's not complicated. It's not difficult. And it's what? everybody needs whether they realize it yet or not so if you're listening to this and you wish that what you're hearing described was in your town we can help you get it there right there's no reason why 12 months from now you can't be having an an all tribes with all the tribes in your in your city getting together as well it's not hard god is spreading this fire for us right so reach out to us, contact us, contact us if you um, are interested in starting something up in your town, in your state. It's exciting. I love you guys. Appreciate you. It's encouraging to me to hear you guys' stories, right? This morning, being at your All Tribes, man, this absolutely blew me away. I had a guy come up to me and say, your apologetics podcasts are amazing. Keep doing those. And like, I was... I was so encouraged to hear that, right? And he said, I'm a pretty new Christian, only been like a couple months, and I'm getting asked a lot of questions by my family members, and uh, I'm kind of struggling and learning how to answer them, and I'm getting a lot from your your podcast on how to do that, and I was telling him about, dude, you got to get in the patch class. You need to sign up for the next patch class because that's what it is all about is teaching you how to answer the tough questions, how to explain what you believe and why. And so that just motivated me so much, just hearing him and being here to keep doing what we're doing. So it's definitely not a good feeling to get stumped. No. No. Well, I'm excited about this patch class coming up this summer here in North Carolina. Me too. This is good stuff. All right, guys. uh, If you're listening to this, we're, we're here for you, man. If you, if you have, uh, maybe you've, been in a tribe for a while but you haven't you haven't gone brush the dust off and get back out there right it's never too late to go back to get back in the game and if you haven't been to one yet um dive in right overcome that little that little obstacle whatever it is for you that's keeping you from showing up at the fire whether it's pride whether it's thinking your situation and your problems are unique they're t- you're too terrible your past believe me that ain't true whether it's your bad shoulder or knee thinking you can't work out, that ain't true. Whatever it is, whatever the lie is that's keeping you on the sideline, you got to overcome that and you got to get to the men's alliance fire. Thanks for listening to another episode of the men's alliance podcast. Find your tribe at men's alliance tribe.com or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at men's alliance tribe.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon.